Coming to you live from the Mistopheles Studios, it's Dark Fringe Radio. All I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Jeez, I'm the cure. That is power. Hey guys, Will Martinez here with Dark Fringe Radio. Thanks for joining us on another new episode. Uh, Dark Fringe Radio. Tonight, we have a very special guest. His name is Mike Heston Rogers, and he was one of the witnesses to the very famous case, Fire in the Sky, uh, which was a book written by his brother-in-law, Mr. Walton and uh, Travis Walton. And uh, we actually have Mike Rogers on tonight. He's going to be talking about that event and some other, uh, you know, other experiences that he's had as well. So very interesting Uh, episode tonight Uh, but uh, this week it's just me solo but next week Jay will be back on with us Uh, next week we have an interview with uh, expert Bigfoot hunter researcher uh, Todd Neese and uh, me and Jay had the opportunity of talking uh, to talk to him and get his expertise and his knowledge uh, regarding to Bigfoot but nonetheless I just wanted to remind everybody where you can listen to the podcast very simply uh, you can go to our website dark fringe radio Dot com And right there, you can listen to the latest episode. And also, you can uh, click on any of the streaming sites that, uh, you know, play uh, podcasts as well. We're all over the place. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all over. So uh, you can always check us out there. And also our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look up Dark Fringe Radio. So very simple. So, um, yeah, that's going to be it for the intro for tonight. We're going to cut right into our interview with uh, Mr. Mike Heston Rogers because it was a lengthy interview. So, um, again, I want everybody to enjoy the, the whole interview. And again, I wanted to thank Mr. Uh, Mike Rogers uh, for coming on the podcast and talking about this event, uh, which is probably, I would say, one of the most uh, prolific, uh, you know, alien abduction um, stories or even UFO or ufology uh, stories of all time. Definitely in the top three. So nonetheless, I hope you guys enjoy this interview with Mr. Mike Heston Rogers. Hi, this is Tammy Merhab Travis of Holly Weird Paranormal Podcast, and you're listening to Dark Fringe Radio. Good evening, Dark Fringe Radio listeners. Tonight, we have a very, very special guest on with us tonight. His name is Mike Heston Rogers, and you may know that name because of the book, of course, Fire in the Sky, the movie. And he was, of course, one of the key components of that of that mysterious uh, occurrence that happened back in 1975. Uh, I want to just give a big warm thank you and a welcome to Mr. Mike Heston Rogers for coming on Dark Fringe Radio. Thank you so much, Mike. You bet, William. Very, very uh, good. I, I'm glad to be here, really. Uh, awesome. I, I, I had my own show on KGRA for like 14 months. Yeah. And uh, so I won't tell you why that ended, but uh, it had to do with race Hobbs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Well, listen, it's wonderful to have you on here tonight. And I, I really, uh, really appreciate the opportunity to do uh, have this conversation with you. But um, of course, um, we, your, your story, of course, started back in 1975, that fateful day. 
And well, yeah, uh, those... it actually started quite a few years sooner than that. Please tell me about that. Please, yeah. if you could. Yeah, uh, well, in the woods one time about uh, 1968, mm-hmm. my brother Charles and I were cutting trees, and uh, we uh, I looked up in the sky, and right directly straight above us was a sphere, a, a silver sphere, and wow. it was uh, it was about the size of uh, my thumbnail held up at arm's length. Okay, gotcha. And uh, you know the the clouds up here uh, in the White Mountains uh, moved pretty fast, yeah. And so the clouds were moving over the top of it, uh, and just they kept going, you know, and this wow. thing just stayed right there. Okay, it just stayed there and stayed there for like thirty minutes. Uh, you know. When I noticed it, my brother and I were, were uh, gassing up our saws. Mm-hmm. And so we had a like a central place, you know, for the gas and everything. Right. And so that's what we were doing. And that's and I just got this funny feeling. I just looked straight up. Mm-hmm. And I says, look at that, Charles. And so he, he looked up. And he goes, whoa. <laughs> we actually <laughs> laid down and leaned our head back on a log. Okay. Wow. And uh, so y'all we were just... Wa- able to sit back and just watch this thing for a long oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah, and it never moved. It never wow. moved, and the, and the clouds kept going. Oh, and a, and a jet plane on its way to Phoenix, you know, which is like this way. <laughs> uh, it uh, it went by, but quite a ways to, from there, but it was, above, it was a little bit above the clouds. Right. And this thing was below the clouds. Wow. And uh, so anyway... <laughs> Did you that guys ever like look? Did you guys ever look into that incident? Like, did you guys look at maybe to see if you could find the the flight records for that night to see if there was anything you know? No, huh? No, okay. no. Back then, I didn't think of doing anything like that. And then yeah. uh, about three years later, in 1970, mm-hmm. uh, I have an illustration that I sent you. Okay. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll share uh, that with everybody as well. We'll share that. Right yeah, now. that's so. right. Anyway, uh, that. Uh, that happened in uh, uh, September 23rd of 1970 because we were headed on our, from Snowflake. We were headed west mm-hmm. down the highway uh, mm-hmm. to go go to the last uh, thing of Big Surf, which was going to be the next day. Okay, right. And it was like on a. It was like I don't remember what day of the week it was, but it was it was. Uh, well, September 23rd is the time we saw this. So the next day, the 24th would have been the day we were. We're going to be in Phoenix for for the last day of Big Surf, anyway. Right. Uh, oh my gosh! If you if you can display that at all, that yeah yeah I can. You know, a, um, a, a picture sound as is worth a thousand words, you know. <laughs> and and the thing about it too, uh, Mike, is that it's like it's an aerial, almost like an aerial view, but from very far away, and you just see this orb floating. Yeah. And and it's just amazing how it's just stand, you know, just staying there like it's it's just an amazing thing and then how everything is lit up like daylight right under it oh that's right and just like the illustration uh it uh the 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 light which was brighter than daylight actually brighter than daylight it actually hurt my eyes and uh i can't there's no way of showing that in a picture like that you know but uh it uh it came from it came from underneath that sphere Mm -hmm. uh like in a point like 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 from nowhere. In other words, there, w- there was no light fixture producing it, visible. Gotcha. And this thing was somewhere between sixty and hundred feet in diameter. Wow. And it looked just like that. I, I I mean, my memory is very clear on that. I've showed that to Travis, and he says, "Yeah, that looks exactly like." And of course, that incident had uh, uh, what was it? Seventeen witnesses all together. 
There were oh, so six there was of us. a lot of corroboration with that. that oh yeah, there was there was uh, six of us in the car. Right. There was a minibus that I passed. Ju- I mean, it was just to the right of the right of the highway. Right as and the fact that scene I depict there is at, right after I passed the minibus, mm-hmm. and and I have still have a tape in my safe over here of the uh, of uh, the first uh, conference that Travis and I went to, mm-hmm. which was in Tonopah, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And this guy named Rue Hunt, which I knew, he was a bus driver from Snowflake Union High School. And he, he was taking, his, uh, taking eight football players home mm-hmm. that evening. And, uh, and all that is spelled out in that, in that uh, tape that I have, okay? Wow. And, of course, I, I heard him sp- uh, speak there at Tonopah as well. And mm-hmm. so I thought, man, I've got to get that. So, so I have that tape. Anyway, uh, uh, there was two other people mm-hmm. besides that that used to work for me okay mm. and uh and and they both saw it and, and from a different side they were on like on the other side mm-hmm. or, or all virtually on the other side right and, and they described it the same way the same way yeah that's and by amazing the way, it, it uh it was first up in the clouds or at least it was mostly up in the clouds right and as, uh, when i left snowflake okay we we're driving a dodge charger i was in the driver's seat travis was on the, <laughs> on the passenger side which is the way it was in in 1975 you know, right. the same thing um, right. and 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 and, and the, the same number of people were, were with us that's what i was okay, just about but, to but say i was like people. you said yeah, six yeah. people i was like that's the same number of people that was with you in 1975 right that's right yeah uh yeah there were me and travis and four guys in the back of that crew cab Large crew cab, okay. Right. <laughs> uh, international harvester. <laughs> oh, that's anyway, awesome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, the thing came down out of the clouds. You know, it it just kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and, and 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 then it just sat there, it sat there for oh gosh, like two or three minutes. So and descended we, and all from this, all this time. All this time we were moving up on it. I had to kind of go over that rise before I could see the ground on the other side. Right. And uh, and when we did, the light goes, I mean, there was no sound. Just the light was just suddenly there. Right. And it, and it stayed there for like, oh, I don't know how long. And I kept driving because I wanted to get in that light. But but before I got down that little bit of a hill there uh, very far, right. the light went out. And this oh. thing went up back up in the clouds and disappeared in the clouds. Wow. And, and it had a vapor trail around it. Like a when it left, it like. It was like steaming, okay? Right. And, right. and so as it would go, it would, it would like the steam would like swirl around behind it and like that. And it went up. And and that's exactly the same description that Rue Hunt gave me mm. in uh, uh at Tonopah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. So you guys have been seeing stuff before the the big 1975 event. Yeah, and that yeah. and the next the next event was in 1975. Yeah. And, and the same number of people. Travis and I are in the same positions, right? <laughs> that is so crazy. That is so crazy. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you think it's military? Do you think it's military or do you think it's really oh, something no. from Earth? There, there is no way in the world. No, yeah. no way in the world. Uh, for instance, that thing that my brother Charles and I saw, you know, right. in 1967 or 68, right in there. Right. Uh, when it left, when it finally left, it was just gone. I mean, it was just just like <laughs> with the blink of an eye. Yeah. yeah. And, and it took off horizontally too. Like, wow. Towards, towards the Southwest, which is right. would be like where I'm looking right now, right now is towards the East. Yeah. Look to you as to the words North. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> By the way, I've never been turned around the woods or, or uh, anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I just have a kind of a, a sick sense about that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Some people do. And I, I, I really do believe that because I've met people like that who yeah. cannot get lost in the woods. They know exactly where they're going. And if it's I go amazing... down to a big town like Phoenix, you know that, I can right. always tell where I am. Always. Right. <laughs> At least as far, I may not know the street I'm on. But, right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can tell the direction wherever, wherever northeast, south, and west is, you know. Yeah, no, I get it. No, that's awesome. So let's talk about, the, of course, the big event, the 1970. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, this has been highly, you know, talked about. You know, this is probably, what, probably the closest top two, three alien abduction stories of all of ufology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, probably what the Betty and Barney Hill story is probably just yeah. as famous. Um, but I I just I when I go over the story in my head so many times, I'm just like I'm mesmerized every time. It's just it's an amazing story. You, Travis, six uh four other guys in the back of this car, you guys see a light, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, coming through the trees. Right. I mean, we we uh, actually left the work site uh well after sunset it was mm -hmm. almost dark okay because we were working until last light because i was behind on that contract and we mm -hmm. were trying to get it finished and and uh and so in fact we, we got to work that day about eight o'clock mm -hmm. and uh, we worked all day long we had two lunch breaks about 30 minutes each you know yeah yeah you need I, something I, to break up the day push, yeah i pushed these guys i really did and and they all remember taking two sacks, a, a big sack, so that they could they have enough to eat all day long, you know. Mm -hmm. So did I, of course. And uh, <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> we we rounded the we we you know at, at, I don't know it took about 10, 10 15 minutes to get up that road because it was kind of like steep uphill, you know. Right. And uh, it was kind of a rough road, so it took a while to get back up there. Once we got back up, sort of on the level, okay. Mm -hmm. Very mm -hmm. rugged country, by the way. Very rugged. Right. And uh, so, so we got up uh, around this uh, clear. Uh, we we broke into a clearing because there was a lot of thick trees to the right there. And so, right. as we went past, you know, on the road, very slowly, of course, uh, there there it was, you know, uh, and uh, it was amazing. I'm it sure. I mean, it. it it, it captured every one of you guys' attention uh, to the fullest extent oh, yeah. um, and to the point where one of you guys decided to get out of the car. <laughs> well, Travis actually jumped out. I yeah. mean, he saw it, and he jumped out actually as I was stopping, okay? Right. Of course, I wasn't going very fast anyway. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm sure. You were probably at a snail's crawl just looking at this thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I couldn't see it at that point because okay. it, was, it, was, it was up on a ridge, you mm -hmm. know, I was, I was, I, you know, I was the driver, so I'm looking to my right, okay, and I'm looking to my right. <laughs> I'm trying to go through the motions here because it's video. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I was looking to my right. Yeah. But I, I couldn't see it because it was, it was there was a ridge there, okay. And you were at the, the ridge high point was of like, the ridge. Yeah, the ridge was like 20 feet higher than the level of the truck, okay. Gotcha. And gotcha. and then this thing was like 20 feet above that, and right. and this international crew cab I had. The window was open, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I couldn't see it, so I, I stopped the truck, and I turned right. it off, okay? Because I wow. didn't know what they were looking at. I didn't know right. what they were looking at. And yeah. uh, so, lo and behold, 
<laughs> Let me pause you real quick there. Let me pause yeah, you okay. real quick. So before you see these lights, was there any type of um, physical, uh, maybe um, things to, you know, uh, uh, maybe you, you know, in, uh, had like a lot of people say that before they encounter a UFO, they have a metallic taste in their mouth or they have like a surge of energy, like almost like electricity that kind of they feel. Did you get any of those kind of physical uh, not, warnings? Not, not, not until I saw it. Not until you saw it. Once I looked at it. Uh... Yeah. See, I had to I had to lean over. Ken Peterson was sitting on my right over here, mm-hmm. and, and once I once I leaned over, kind of in in his lap, you know, Ken Peterson's lap. Travis right. was already out the door because he's you know, on the pasture. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I looked down and I looked and I could see it, and all kinds of things went through me then. I mean, I can't even describe it. Oh, I'm sure. And, and this, everybody has described it as beautiful. Mm-hmm. I I. I painted it several times, actually. And what do you I describe it as? Well, it was like uh, you know the typical flying saucer thing with a two two pie pans placed lip to lip, you know. Right. Yeah. And uh, and uh, there was the essence of a dome on top. So I don't know if there was one because, like I say, it was it was you know up up this ridge, higher so, up so, the ridge. Right. Yeah. Right. So I I, I think I saw there was like something something round just barely peeking over the top okay but but it was uh lighter from the side it had a framework framework mm-hmm. a metallic looking framework and then the whole thing looked like it was covered with glass wow and it was reflecting besides being lighted it was reflecting everything around it around it yeah yeah was there any noise did you hear any kind of noise like engines first. or anything well, like well, that well it, it took a while when we yeah. first pulled up there was silence Ooh. But as Travis got up there to it, close to it, yeah. uh, it started making a noise. It started making a high-pitched uh, cyclic uh, sound, okay? Mm-hmm. I can't, mm-hmm. can't describe it. Nobody mm-hmm. can. <laughs> I, no, unless you, and, uh, unless you witness it yourself. <laughs> yeah, unless you witness it yourself. Oh, I yeah. remember what it sounded like. Oh, I yeah. remember that well. Yeah. And that sent chills through me. Oh, my oh. God. Oh. Man. Man, and and, and, so, uh, and it was so beautiful. And then, of course, as Travis got right up there to it, uh, he stood there looking up at a forty-five degree angle, you know. And uh, and I could see all this from the truck because I measured it since then. It was ninety-three feet from the from the center of the truck. Wow! So the the guys on that side were like ninety feet, you know. Right, right. And uh, well, Travis uh, stood up. First of all, he crouched down, right? Uh, because it started making this noise and stuff. He crouched down because mm-hmm. there was a log and pile of log and slash there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, so he he crouched. He, you know, he got scared. He will tell you this himself. Right. He got scared by that, and he he ducked down below a kind of a log that was sticking out there. It wasn't really offering much protection. Nobody did. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then, he, then everybody in the truck is yelling at him by this time, including me, telling him, "Travis, what in the hell are you doing? Right, get, get back, back in the get truck. back from there. Yeah, get back." Yeah. And uh, he he took our advice, but you see, this whole thing took like thirty seconds. Got you. Got I you. I mean, it was so all, fast. All in all, from the time by the time we left, we're talking about a forty-five second adventure. And so, do you think was there, even though it was a very short amount of time? Did you guys have anything, um, 
any kind of uh, time missing? Like, you know, was it, you know, even though it seemed like 45 seconds, it was hours that had passed by or anything like that? Uh, there's been a couple of guys who have claimed that, but okay, Alan Dallas for one of them, mm-hmm. uh, he, he died of, of, uh, drug overdose at an intersection wow. down in, uh, the Phoenix area. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been like 10 years ago. Wow. And, uh, Ken Peterson, who's still alive. Doesn't want to, don't want anything to do, do with it. He doesn't, he just, he just, uh, I, for one thing, he's in very bad health. Oh, wow. He's, uh, he's four years younger than me. Travis yeah. is five years younger than me. Mm-hmm. I just found out that John Gallette was 17, I mean, 16 at the time. Oh, wow. I just found out from Steve Pierce, who, who told me later that he was 17. Mm-hmm. And he, he says that John Gallette was 16. Wow. And he, and he told me his birthday and everything. I thought, wow, you know. <laughs> And uh, both, you know, what's funny is that I am healthier than any of my brothers and sisters. <laughs> I am healthier than, than any of the guys in the crew. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's, hey, that's how it is sometimes, Mike. You yeah. know, that's how it works sometimes. Life is very funny that way. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this question. So in the movie um, and in the book, there were, it was a claim about a beam coming and hitting Travis. Um did you witness that beam hitting Travis, or was that just uh, no, that I was added on? I didn't or... see it. Okay. Yeah, well, a couple of the guys there did. Okay. Uh, uh, the story goes that Alan, Alan, because I looked back there and I couldn't see him. <laughs> he, right. was, he was the one sitting on the other passenger side in the back seat, right? Uh, okay, gotcha. I looked back there and I was thinking, would Alan get out or something? You know, <laughs> this all happened extremely quick. You know, just like glances. You know, right? And he, I can't see him. Later on, Steve Pierce, who was sitting next to him, says, uh, uh, Alan hugged the floor. Oh, okay. So he said he was, it was, wait, wait, he put, he says he was kissing the floor. You know? I, I'd probably be doing the same thing yeah. if I was in that scenario. <laughs> well, I didn't kiss the floor or anything else, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, because it looked, it looked so ominous, it looked so uh, yeah. uh, threatening, okay, mm-hmm. that, that, I realized I need I I mean I need to start the truck, you see. <laughs> yeah. So I reached over and I started the truck. Just about the time I did that, there was a sap, you know. Okay. And I looked up. I didn't see the beam that hit him, but he was flying through the air backwards. Oh and he, wow! And he hit the, hit the ground. His feet. I've, I've analyzed this since, you know. Mm-hmm. His feet landed about ten feet back. He's a little mm-hmm. over six feet tall. So right. somewhere between 16 and 17 feet is how far back his head went. <laughs> wow. wow. So a lot of the guys, they say, oh, 10 to 20 feet, you know, or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so you guys decide to, uh, to take off at that point, right? Uh, yes. Oh, well, it, 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 I turned the truck on. Yeah. And I, uh, everybody's yelling. So I had to look back and I glanced back at Travis and he's laying there, you know, just not moving. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and dust is like rolling up around him, you know, Yeah, <laughs> because, uh, the cats have been in there pine logging debris, ah, okay. you know, uh, like, I don't know, a few months before that. And that's mm-hmm. what, and so it, they scraped a lot of the ground clean, uh, meaning that there was dust in some places. Okay. Right. And, uh, so, so, you know, where he landed was pretty damn hard. He was, you know, on the ground and, and Gee. dust actually was rolling up. Yeah. So you and, guys probably figured at that point he was done. He was done for. Well, all I knew is he was just laying there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right on back. 
Yeah. And, and it hit the ground kind of like and bounced too. Mm. Kind of bounced a little. Wow. Uh, uh, what a thing to witness. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, uh, within a couple of seconds, I hit the gas and took off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame and, you. <laughs> and even, even though that was a very rough road, I mean, yeah. I battered yeah. that truck up pretty bad getting out of there. I could, right. Matter of fact, I had white knuckles I could barely see. Oh, my uh, gosh. Uh, and so, um, once you leave, you you know you go back. You drop off the guys. How long did it take for you to go back to go look for Travis? Oh, we were up there. We I actually I, I've been out to the site three times in the last month. Okay, uh -huh. for various reasons. One was for the Travel Channel people. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, once was for uh, a guy named uh, David Loomis. Okay, mm -hmm. he's a local local MUFON or used to be a local MUFON. Mm -hmm. Now, the White Mountain chapter of MUFON, okay? Gotcha. But he, is, he isn't anymore, okay? Mm -hmm. And then the last time was this other fellow who turned out to be some sort of a, I don't know who he was. <laughs> he wanted me to go out there. They had a whole bunch of nonsense to tell me. Charlatan, and, one of those charlatans. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And had a, he was telling me a whole bunch of crap that Travis has totally said to him and everything. Ah. And I have checked all that out since then and realized, you know, that is not quite right. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the email he sent me could have been completely made up easily. That's and the whole know, thing about technology these days. How huh, Mike? I mean, anybody can pose as anybody. Anybody oh, can say yeah. anything. Anybody can pose as anything. You yep. know, it's amazing. It's amazing. You can't trust anybody anymore. No, you can't. I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen. That that's a, that's a healthy that's a healthy trust. That that's that's good. That's a healthy thing to have. Distrust. You got a trusting face right there. You know? Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Well, but uh, you know, listen. I mean, this is amazing because you know the the story it, it continues on. You know, it, it continues on to this day because um, you know some uh, may or may not know. You know, you and Travis just recently. Um, you know, kind of mended fences and you guys are, you know, on good terms and talking now, you know, and there's rumors of supposedly a, of, of a remake coming out uh, of, of Fire in the Sky, you know, supposedly. Well, uh, I, allegedly. I met, <laughs> I met with Travis night before last out here at the city yeah. park in the right. Pines, you know. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, he, he, he told me, I says, you know, Travis, I'm not certain there's going to be a remake because the story's too old, you know. Yeah, I'll please. And he, said, no. and he says, "Well, uh, there's a couple of people working on it." I says, "Well, we'll see what happens." You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It's it's a classic story, Mike. It's a classic story, and to this day, I mean, like I said, I have a cousin who watched that movie one time, and uh, only one time only, and is is his psyche has been ruined <laughs> by this movie, um, and it's just. Well, you it should tell me. him that that movie is. Well, my part is fairly close, fairly close. Right. Travis's right. is pretty much fiction. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's the thing that I wanted to ask you. There's a lot of, of extra fluff, the Hollywood fluff, that was oh, added into that movie, lots correct? Lots. Yeah. A couple of things I'm pretty certain. I'm not certain, but pretty sure it came from Travis, like the end of the movie where I'm a hermit living in the woods. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was, was like, not. how did that end up like Travis that? Travis yeah. always knew my phone number. He always knew my address, you know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> anyway, you know, oh, so I, I, don't, something I, don't know, else, huh? I don't have no idea where that came from, but uh, 
Robert Patrick even came looking for me one time, you know? Yeah. Uh, and the, who the only the way who played you in the movie, of course. Exactly. Yeah. Robert Patrick. Right. And the only way he found me was through my father. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know why uh, he had to do that, but he found me. And, and we talked on the phone after that for, for several hours, a couple right. about an hour and a half, two different times. And uh, he gave me his phone number. <laughs> it doesn't That's work awesome. anymore. <laughs> but uh, Robert Patrick and I became very good. I would send him Christmas cards until apparently he changed his address over there in Hollywood somewhere, you know. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so I guess it kind of got lost. But about five or six years, you know, yeah. you know we exchanged things. Yeah, and then of course. I he got busy. He's a very busy guy, you know. Oh yeah. And he, oh, yeah. he does everything he can. I've I've got a whole in fact I got uh down down in the living room. Okay. <laughs> this is on the second floor. <laughs> I have a I have a a big great big huge TV, you know, he one of those huge ones there like I don't know what is eight feet or something, you know. Right. And uh, I have a library of about twelve hundred movies, okay. Wow, okay. All new and now of course it's all Blu-ray, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh I like to go down there and watch, you know, those movies sometimes, but lately I I don't have any time. You've been busy. You've Very been a busy, busy guy. Yeah. So now you're been... doing these paintings, you're 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 filming for the travel channel. You know, you're you're also finishing up a book. Tell us about that. Oh yeah. Natural illusions. Natural illusions, yeah. Yeah, that's almost finished. I mean, I could call it finished at any time, but the trouble is, you know, I just, I just want it to be perfect. Yeah. And uh, one time that. I had it, I had it sold up until Biden got elected, and oh, then boy. the New York publisher wouldn't even talk to me after that. Really? I think, they found, I think they found out that I voted Democrat. I mean, a Republican. You know, I voted for Trump. Really. And of course, he was the lesser of two evils. They're both evil guys, basically. I don't. Know, I guess you know. I don't oh, know because so you know yeah. <laughs> this is Arizona, and and Washington D.C. is way the hell over. There. What three thousand yeah. miles away, twenty five hundred miles away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can yeah. understand that. I can understand that. So well, you, there's no way in the world to know what the heck is going on, you know? No, no, there isn't. No, there isn't. And so, what is this book about, Mike? If you could tell us, is this a re is this like a retelling of all the 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 different UFO encounters that you had. Oh, throughout that's, that's the second one I, I showed you. That's uh, okay. Yeah. Amazing adventures with <laughs> close encounters. Okay. Yeah. So that's the collection. And so, what is and, this next one about? If you can talk about it. Yeah. Well, natural illusions is uh, it comes. I have three categories. It has the natural illusions, which cannot be avoided. Okay. So that's basically the main title, and I've got can't be avoided kind of hidden behind you know <laughs> anyway. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh then a, then there's a of course it's richly illustrated it really is it's uh, mm -hmm. uh lots and lots of illust i mean just tons i mean in fact there's not much room for writing you know? <laughs> <laughs> just retelling so, of the experience right yeah i've tried yeah. to keep it at about 200 pages okay because that seems to be about the right size Anything yeah. longer is like tedious, and anything smarter, shorter is like it won't tell you the story, you know? Exactly. And, yeah, it's almost finished. I've, I've got a couple more illustrations I want to do, and I do those pretty fast anymore because they're all CGI, you know, now. Yeah. I used to paint, and I painted photorealistically, but 
I can do an even better job of it now. CGI. Oh, sure. Thank God for technology. <laughs> right over here, right over here, I've got a big Sony Vial. You know, yeah. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, and, that's uh, we have a big screen and everything, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Huge. Yeah. And uh, that's what I do all my illustrating on. And thing of it is, is that the the Sony is uh, uh, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And it had close to a terabyte of information at the time, wow. but it didn't. It didn't have anything but paint. Okay, <laughs> and I've never added anything to it. I've never added any like Print Shop Pro or Picture Studio, whatever you know, or Word or Excel or anything like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh well, yeah, Word. I don't even have that on there. Yeah. I have it on this one. I'm looking at you at. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, well, anyway, so yeah, exactly. you're working, you're finishing exactly. up that book, but it can yeah, be done at any yeah. time. Because yeah. there's there's two other categories besides natural illusions, then those are things that you can change, right? You can change. Right. Uh, one of them is hard, which is uh, you know, advertising, for instance. <laughs> mm-hmm. That go, that goes under uh, man-made illusions, right? Man-made right. illusions, and uh, and when it comes to advertising. And you can avoid it, maybe. <laughs> you know? Maybe there's right. so much subliminal, in, you know, information. So I have a whole lot on that, uh, and, yeah. and and of course there's mental illusions, mm. and those are endless. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. I can yeah. imagine. And then yeah. I have I have one last final category, and it's called uh, virtual perception. Virtual perception. Yes. Mm. And uh, what that is, you know, if you've ever, uh, of course, you kind of have to. Look at like an old movie, uh, where you where you see a ship, you know, like say an aircraft carrier, right? And of course, that's a model, okay? Right, right. But for some reason, they could never get the water to to work right, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, the water was too big. Kind of like and, those old uh, Godzilla films where you could see the buildings crushing down, but they still didn't look like real buildings. Yeah, exactly. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing of it is, what I'm trying to get to is that. The virtual perception, that is a huge category. Mm-hmm. When you go to the movies now, okay, mm-hmm. it's almost all virtual perception. Right. Uh, it's, hard, it's hard to describe that. But what it is is that in the old movies, like, like you know, with the aircraft carrier, right? Mm-hmm. You couldn't, you couldn't, I mean, they would speed the film up or slow it down one or the other, you know, right. to make it, but they can there. So what virtual perception is, it's, uh, it's it's in in mo if it's in motion, uh, the smaller the object, the faster the thing is that they're trying to slow down. You know. Gotcha. And uh, and uh, if if you look at it like for instance an airplane, say it's uh, well like the Phoenix Lights, right? Which right. I witnessed myself. It's, that's another thing. Oh, you witnessed those yourself? Absolutely, yes. Oh, jeez, my. And uh, and <laughs> I have I have I have re I researched that. I mean, ever since then. So that was like 22 years ago, wow. and uh, and and ever since then, I have I have stacks and stuff. I got I got some cabinets over here that are just full. Okay, of, of all that. Peter Davenport, uh, my own recordings and and. Uh, well, let me ask you a question then, because I don't know if this is a BS story or not, but. There's a rumor, I'm not sure if this is true or not, and you, you'd be able to tell me if not, that Kurt Russell was actually one of the pilots that witnessed right. this and that's actually right. called it in. Is that correct? Right, that's correct. 
Oh my yep. gosh. See, I've always wanted yeah. to verify that, but it was like, who the hell could I verify that with? <laughs> well, I researched all that and he definitely was. In fact, I tried calling him one time, but he don't accept the call. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> these these Hollywood people, you know, they're all so uh, yeah. he, some of them are good guys. Robert Patrick is a really good guy. He's very, uh, he, he he would seem like you know, and it, it's so funny because he plays a bad guy usually on TV. You know what I mean? The 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 the, the evil yeah. bad guy. But those guys are usually the nice guys in real life. <laughs> oh, he is in real life. He is. You know, uh, my my uh, ex girlfriend Bernadette. Okay. <laughs> By the way, she, she arm rattled Travis here not too long ago. <laughs> Being left to right handed, <laughs> I call her. I call her now the Klingon woman. <laughs> the Klingon woman. Wow. Because <laughs> you know she's got a flat stomach. She's very muscular. You right. Know? Yeah. But she's also uh, well. She's not exactly a lesbian because I, <laughs> she had two kids, right? A girl and a boy. Right. My right. my son Heston. You know he's thirty years old now. His right. sister uh, Mindy is is thirty thirty three. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. No, you have a beautiful family, by the way. And I see you posting pictures of them all the time. And, yeah. you know, you, and you have a huge family, by the way. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Altogether, I have six, uh, seven kids. Okay. Right. Yeah. A six from my first marriage, first and only marriage. Yeah. And uh, then Haston, of course, he's uh, Bernadette. I, we were never married, you know, Bernadette. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you know, when we were in, in uh, New York on, uh, Geraldo and uh, Good Morning America, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> of course, there were several others, of course. But, uh, you know, uh, Bernadette remembers that when during, uh, like, uh, both those shows, actually, she she was always very cordial, you know. she And she was, she was in love with Robert Patrick, right? <laughs> Who uh, wasn't, right? <laughs> bless she, <you>. okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, not, not to refer to Yeah, real, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, of course, yeah. Anyway, she remembers going out on this balcony, especially at the, you know, uh, Good Morning America. And he sm- she smoked with him out on the balcony because Robert oh. smoked and she smoked. Yeah. And uh, she even took a picture of him out there. You know? Oh, my gosh. So she got <laughs> and, her. And she said he was, uh, he was just, just the friendliest guy, you know, just yeah. so down to earth. Yeah. And he was. I yeah. mean, I talked to him a lot and uh, he certainly was. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing how some of these guys are. But l- listen, I mean, talking about your family, I mean, you have such a huge family. Have any of your sons like fallen into this, uh, you know, ufology? Have they witnessed anything on their own as well? My son Michael, who lives in Orlando, Florida, not, oh, not far from me. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, he's going. He, he's what I call a perpetual college student. He was in the Air Force for six years, mm-hmm. and he decided to settle in uh, Orlando. But when he was in the Air Force, he handled uh, nuclear bombs materials. He was in charge of that, loading on on jet planes. Wow. Uh, Huge responsibility. Yeah, it is. But he, of course, when he was four years old, I remember this very clearly. See, I could could work a Rubik's Cube, okay? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was like 30 years old at the time. (laughs) (laughs) 25 or something. Anyway. Anyway, when he was four years old, I messed up this Rubik's Cube because, you know, he always liked to play with stuff, right? You know? Right. And he, he would do this thing. You know, <laughs> it was this kind of strange kind of thing. Anyway, I said, I set this Rubik's Cube down in front of all messed up. Right? I left him alone for like 15, 20 minutes. You know, I went in the kitchen for eat something. I don't remember. I come back right. out. 
I looked and that Rubik's Cube was all perfect. He was four wow. years old. He had done the whole thing. Wow. Amazing. amazing. So, yeah. So yeah. super intelligent, highly intelligent individual. Yeah. Well, uh, here, here in, uh, what was it? Halloween last Halloween. Right. I had my, my youngest daughter, Katie here. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she, she, uh, she's, uh, married to this guy named AJ, you know, okay. and uh, yeah, I can't remember his actual name. He was uh, Katie Rogers Van Meer. Okay. AJ Van Meer. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Anyway, they were here. Okay. Uh-huh. And, uh, they were, uh, just talking, you know, and uh, and I told uh, uh, AJ, I said, uh, so you're going to be a college professor in Flagstaff this coming fall. He says, yeah, that's right. And mathematics, okay, mathematics. In fact, uh, he he just finished uh, his uh, master's degree, uh, and so he's going to be well an assistant professor, okay. Wow, wow. And they're going to move into Flagstaff here, northern area, Northern Arizona University. They're going to move there. Uh, what did she say? Uh, August. Okay. So not that long from now. Anyway, uh, of course, I've spent a lot of time in Flagstaff, actually. Uh, I used to paint billboards up there. I went to NAU myself for a while, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. About a, a, oh, half a semester. Okay. <laughs> At the same time, Travis Walton was going there, right? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, he, he was up there for like two years. Yeah, uh, I uh, I was up there for like, well, close to a semester, but not quite, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was I was painting billboards at the time. <laughs> gotcha. Photographs on billboards, okay. Mm -hmm. It's always been my thing, you know. Photographs. That's it. it's what it seems like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, that of course I got paid a lot of money for, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've made use of my talents wherever I can, you know. Right. And. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I lost track. What was I? No, no. We were about? talking about we were talking about if any of your sons, um, you know, picked up the ufology trait as well. Oh, so right. We were talking about Heston. Oh, well, I was talking. Well, I was going to mention uh, Michael. Michael okay, Brian Mike. Rogers. Okay, he lives in Orlando. About three months ago, mm -hmm. he had a bunch of people in black vans pull up and clean <laughs> him out of his phone, his computer everything really that's right and they didn't explain it they just left they took it and left wow so was there was no like identification of any kind of government bureau or anything like that you know dod you know oh. no nothing and, like and that of course he's uh he's very outspoken right he's brilliant uh, he thinks he knows everything <laughs> he does actually you know? <laughs> but, uh, a lot of people don't appreciate it right you know yeah. Of course, now I have recently called, well, hell, I have for months, called uh, Facebook Big Brother Book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, yeah. they don't do anything about it. Oh, they absolutely. They never do anything about it. No, 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 no. It's amazing. You know, and it goes so far, Mike, that you'll go on your phone, your cell phone right here, right? Uh -huh. You'll go on this little device and you'll, let's say, oh, I want to go on a vacation. Let me look for a hotel in Phoenix, Arizona. Next thing you know, on Facebook, you're getting advertisements for hotels <laughs> in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. How is that happening? That's not supposed to happen that way, Mike. They're not supposed no, to be not. able to get into your information that easily. Well, they it's do, not supposed though. to work they that do. way. 
and you talk about scams oh my gosh oh yeah scams are like oh everywhere you thought i was a scam at first And I don't blame you because there's so I, many wondered, that stuff. I wondered, yeah, I wondered. Yeah, because there's so and, many of that stuff that's happening out there. It's so rampant. Recently, uh, this friend that I have mm-hmm. who lived in Payson, Arizona, okay, mm-hmm. uh, somebody, somebody, an entity, you know, just an unknown entity, right, mm-hmm. uh, that claiming themselves to be Lisa Fisher, okay, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I have since, you know, I think something happened to Lisa. I don't know what happened. She moved away. Maybe she just gave up Facebook. Maybe right. she's in the hospital. I don't know. You know, right. maybe she got killed in a car accident. I have no idea. Right. Uh, because uh, I, ha- I had her number. It doesn't answer. Mm. So, so there was a person that was claiming to be Lisa Fisher, but wasn't Lisa Fisher. Yeah, and and they they contacted me on Messenger, Facebook, right? right? And they said, uh, "I'm surprised that you haven't noticed." Uh, that you have won $200,000. Your name is on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Scam already. I already know. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and, you know, that that was just the most recent things. Right. Here, not too long ago, somebody claiming to be my brother, Charles Rogers, who oh, lives wow. in Mexico, lives in Mexico, you know. Mm-hmm. And of course, in this digital age, everybody's just as close as their backyard, you know, <laughs> or in their yeah. living room, whatever. Right. Uh, anyway. Uh, they th- somebody was claiming to be an agent, Jessica Parker. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jessica. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so rampant. You got to be very careful these days. You know. And you know, I warn everybody. I was like, you know, use Facebook, but use it sparingly. You know what I mean? Oh, use yeah. it to your advantage and just try to get in and get out. You know, that's how what I say about Facebook. Yeah. Well, my trouble of it is, uh, it, it, it Facebook is the only thing that really. Everybody's tied into Facebook for the most part. You can go to other things, but but you're kind of yeah. like out of the way when you do that, you know? Exactly. exactly. And uh, so that's why I stay with Facebook because I, I have like 1,700 and some friends, you know, and I picked them very carefully over the years. You know, in fact, in the yeah. last last two years, I guess, uh, I, haven't, I haven't had Facebook all that long, you know? Mm-hmm. Two years, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in the in that time, picking very carefully, I, I've got around seventeen hundred, somewhere around there. I don't remember the number, but uh, right, I won't I won't accept any of these. Come and get me, big boy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's way too obvious at that point. And, I, and yeah. I won't accept any crazies. You know, these people that just they 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 use a, for their profile picture. They use a skull and crossbones or some something crazy you know yeah yeah i won't accept those you know and you got to be careful especially in and this unfortunately in this arena of ufology there are some crazies in in our you know in our little circle of, yes. of, of people and uh just like anything else you know just like anything else uh but <laughs> there are some crazies and there's little extra special crazies too but yeah, yeah you got to be very very careful one question I had for you, Mike, is this, um, you know, you've had all these experiences, you know, throughout your time. Um, do you believe that this is alien? This is extraterrestrial? Uh, it very much seems to be, mm-hmm. you know, you can't prove anything. You just can't right. prove anything. Uh, and you certainly can't say anything in text that worth a darn, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People look at text and they take it the way they want to. They put whatever emotion they want to into it. Correct. And you, you can mean something totally different, you know? Yeah. I, I've done a couple of cartoons about that, you know? Yeah. I don't know if I sent you one or not, but I did. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 
text uh, and, and women especially. Mm. When, when it's like texting mm. to a woman is like God, right? <laughs> no, it's walking through a, a minefield. That's what it is. <laughs> oh wow! Try not to get blown up. <laughs> and my ex girlfriend texts me stuff that I can't even understand what the hell she's saying. You know, <laughs> she she doesn't use spell check or I call it spell check. <laughs> spell check, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she'll send me stuff and I'll, I'll text her back and of course mine is always perfect you know <laughs> yeah 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 oh my gosh what the heck are you trying to tell me Bernadette <laughs> she'll send me a, a thing back with just as screwed up as the one before you know <laughs> she just she just uh, and, and and you can't talk into it I mean she right. can't I can right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah you, you talk into it uh I don't know what she's doing. I, I don't think she's very comfortable with speaking right, you know? Yeah. So she, yeah. As, as she turns off her spell check or grammar check and all that stuff, you know? It's lazy but, texting. That's what I call it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, things that should be capitalized aren't. There's no commas. Right. There's no commas so, anywhere. Words, right, yeah. Words run together, you know? You know, something I do that's real interesting. When What's I'm that? texting, I'll look at uh, whether it's like on Messenger or writing or whatever, you know? Yeah. As long as it's text somehow or another. Right. Well, I will look back at what I've done because I'll type pretty fast, right? And I'll look back yeah. and I'll see a word. I, I actually turn whole words around backwards. <laughs> no, and, and like like the word and. One time I had the uh, spell check and grammar check on, right? <laughs> oh my God! Oh, you did? Okay, gotcha. And I, and I text, you know, and a n d. It turned right. out DNA, and then DNA. they capitalized it automatically. I'm going right, what the right. Hell? <laughs> 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 Now I'm not going to use spell check, but I won't use grammar check anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just too much. Yeah, at that point, right, yeah. You know, listen, the reason I asked you, Mike, because a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of different, um, there's a lot of different theories, you know, on, uh, you know, why we see what we see out there. A lot of people blame the military. A lot of people blame um, maybe it's uh, paranormal. Um, some people even think it may be angelic beings. Um, do you find that, or do you believe that this is a more, a benevolent thing or more of a um, uh, more sinister thing that we're dealing with here? Well, I don't, I do not whatsoever believe that they're evil aliens or sinister or anything like that. Right. Uh, as a matter of fact, everything I have seen, everything, and I've seen several things mm -hmm. uh, because I've always been outdoors, always worked, I was either in the tree service or I was logging or, or just out camping or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. Every single thing I've ever seen looked uh, like they're here to protect us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you think when you think about it, Earth is uh, Earth existence has got to be so incredibly rare, right? So incredibly rare. Mm -hmm. The chances of of even existing are are phenomenal. Yeah, and and uh, and you think. As many things as there are out there that could happen, why don't they? Right. I think that once in a while, these people, these entities, these extraterrestrials, okay, will come, just like that illustration that I did there, you know, yep. in 1970. Mm -hmm. they, uh, they, they come for, for some reason, and they do something just to keep something bad from happening. Right. Something yeah. totally out of our control. That is so true. I, I believe that too, because you you've always noticed that you know before certain things happening or uh, a big event, 
um, you always see a rash of sightings just yeah. happen all of a sudden. And, you know, you, you wonder what, what that is, you know, why that is, you know, and um, especially after, you know, World War One, and then especially after World War Two, um, you saw a lot of the, those things happening. And um, I believe that, too. I really do. I think that's I think that's a, a very valid, um, you know, hypothesis when it comes to what we're seeing up in the sky. You know, and it's amazing. It's amazing that, you know, they even talk about it now, you know, with the whole COVID thing that's been going on, the pandemic. A lot of people have been home more now. and They've actually been seeing a lot more UFOs. You know, they've been seeing yeah. a lot of these things because they're home more. Um, and so they're experiencing a lot of these things that they never really got to experience before because they never had the opportunity to because most people had to go to work. Um, but now that everybody's home. You know, they're starting to experience a lot of these sightings. So I think it's a, a wonderful time now with the community, especially with the UFO community. I mean, I don't know what your take is on what the government's doing now with a lot of the disclosure you've seen lately with, you know, the Navy and, you know, saying, you know, yes, this footage here that you see is, you know, an unidentified flying object. We cannot, you know, cooperate what this is. But, yeah, you know, this is a true video. What do you what do you what's your take on all that? Well, CGI makes it possible to fake anything. Oh, yeah. And I should know because I'm an expert at that. Okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've gone the ropes with that. Yeah. I, I have even done animating, you know, uh, CGI animating. Right. And, you know, I've never displayed any of that. Right. But, but, but I've experimented with it. And I can tell you right now, you can you can literally with sound, with 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 uh, picture animation, uh, real live action, yeah. you can fake anything or make it's anything so any way you want it to be. It's so true. It's so That's true. Right. It's so true. It's amazing. I mean, I, again, we don't know what to believe and what we see anymore. Too. That's a whole other thing. That's the no, day and age right. that we live in. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about the moon landing? You think that happened? Oh, definitely. Oh yeah? oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when I when I had my radio show on KGRA, yeah, uh, I had had Ken Johnson and this guy uh, Shepard. Can't remember his first name, but mm -hmm. he's he's relative, related to Alan Shepard. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway, Ken Johnson was in charge of the photos that were you know from the moon landings, right? Right. And he brought those back. He was supposed to be destroy them, but he didn't. Okay. Right. And and so on this one show, I have a whole lot of uh, illustrations. I mean, there's a lot of pictures, which I displayed. Mm -hmm. I did a video of that show. Uh, and uh, anyway, I got to thinking about that because they had this one picture, this one photo that looked like a moon base. Right. It, it right. was the, it was the best. It was the best out of all of them. Right. So I thought, well, there's something wrong here. And so. I got on my big Sony Vial, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I, I noticed it was it was uh, it had been compressed in stages, like a violin, like a an accordion, you know. Right. And so I very carefully got to look at it because I can zoom way in. I mean, ten times the size of one picture pixel, right? Right. right. And uh, and and I I could I could see clearly that it, there was a time exposure, but it was like in twelve frames. I don't mm -hmm. know how that was done, but uh, and it was also kind of at the Terminator, okay? Kind of aimed at the Terminator. Gotcha. And, uh, and so I, 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 un I un undid it. And you, can, you yeah. can find those. You can find both the original and what I did with it. 
on my you have to scroll down a long ways but you'll find it you know okay yeah and and that comes from that because what happened was that about i don't know a month later approximately a month, month later i had uh, mark d'antonio and mm. peter robbins on my show okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and peter robbins was going on and on about uh how you could see certain things on the moon and certain like that he, he believed there might be moon bases right right mark d'antonio says no there are no moon bases. There's never been moon bases. And especially now we can prove that because now there's like six or seven orbiters, all different countries, and they will all they all broadcast those pictures constantly and they're high resolution and there are no moon bases. Mm. But the but the moon landing did happen. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you know, speaking about moon bases, I mean, did you ever see that video of Buzz Aldrin talking about the monolith on the dark side of the moon? Uh no. Now, um, yeah, there's a there's a video. Um, I implore you to 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 see, seek it out. If not, I'll send it to you. It's Buzz I'm Aldrin, huh? Yeah, Buzz Aldrin, and he's uh, being interviewed about, uh, you know, about the moon landing, of course. And okay, you know, he's write, like, let me write and that down. He was yeah. he was talking about, you know, the most interesting part of that whole thing was that he said the most interesting thing that he saw was a monolith on the darker side of the moon that nobody seemed to kind of pay any attention to or want to talk about. And so I always found that piece of video very intriguing because that's a guy that was there. You know what I mean? But, but, but he did, did he have photographs? No, he didn't. So that's the thing. Well, yeah. the thing of it is, is that there are so many shadows and so many weird things on the moon, uh, large, small, you can't compare it to anything on earth. That's true too. Right. Yeah. You're right. It's about the same, that. the same thing with Mars, you know? Right. They're always making a big thing about, oh, you can see this in Mars. You see that in Mars. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Supposedly there was like a herd of some type of uh, 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 cattle or something that they say that they saw on Mars not too long ago. I was like, how the hell? I was like, there's no way in hell that you guys saw that. <laughs> Another one I saw was a statue of a lady. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's right. I saw that you one, too. You saw that one, right? The statue of the <laughs> yeah, lady on the side that's of the right. cliff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just, all it is is the blur, first of all. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's like something blowing in the wind, you know, because there's a lot of wind on Mars, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, and the uh, the air is very thin, okay. Right. But but it, and it blows very fast sometimes. Yeah. And, and who knows what it could be blowing in the wind? Right. And the so, picture being taken at that moment as it's blown in the wind. Yeah, and look like anything, it'll kick up a lot of dust, right? Right. Yeah. And, okay. So anytime you snap something, right? Right. Who knows? Who knows what you're gonna get? Unbelievable. Yeah, so the last one I heard was about a herd of cattle, some type of extraterrestrial cattle that was ro ro riding around <laughs> Mars. And I was like, oh, now they're just pulling shit out of their ass at this point. <laughs> Who's punching them? <laughs> they got cowboys out there or what? Yeah, you know? That's the next thing. Cowboys and Indians are going to be out there shooting at each other. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that stuff is ridiculous, you know? I know, I know. Yeah. I know. I, I, and, you know I'm a natural conspiracy theorist. I love looking into things. I love researching things. Oh, I love yeah. trying to, you know, that's just me. I've always been that way ever since I was a kid. And, you know, well, sometimes into... people go way too far with this stuff. And I'm just like, all right, people, we got to we gotta reel it back into reality here because it's just like, well, man, they will say anything. They'll try to sell anything as well. It's just amazing. Yeah, you you want to talk about conspiracy? Yeah. What do you got? Phoenix Lights. Oh, what do you think? Do you think it was a I, 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 witnessed, I witnessed this from a hilltop. You call I call it a hilltop. It's actually over seven thousand feet high, right? Okay. But it's over in Prescott, right? And the, the ground there is about four thousand five hundred feet in elevation. So seven thousand foot 
7,500 looks like a hill. Oh, okay? of course. And they're, and they're not jagged. They're rather, they're rather like smoothed over. Right. And so I drove up to the top of this hill, which mm-hmm. was just north northwest of, of Prescott. Right. And I, I drove right to the top. I had a four-wheel drive, and I, I drove up there. And it was right when the uh, Hale-Bopp Comet was, was visible. Okay. Very, I mean, it was visible. It was, it was huge in the sky, but it was very dim. Okay. Mm. Okay. And so I had this uh, Sony Beta professional camera, mm-hmm. and I was uh, trying to get pictures of it. But, of course, it was uh, analog, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, so it just wasn't happening, right? So I put the camera away. Right. And then I noticed that just a little to the right, I, I, uh, that, these these lights came up from the ground. They did not come from the like the horizon. Okay, so they came up from the ground. Definitely, because and I know that for a fact because it, it was still twilight at mm. that time. Gotcha. And and they came up slow, and and it was not this group of airplanes that like Robert Schaefer claims or. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Michael Shermer. Yeah. Right. Who was the one that wrote that? Tony Ortega. Ortega. Only, 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 the only skeptical article about it. And uh, the thing of it is, is that even, even he, him, he, the exact same path mm-hmm. that, that he describes was the path of the wind. Ah, and I've I've recently kind of had it out with with uh, uh, oh I mean uh, not Oberg uh, Ortega Schaefer Schaefer oh, no Schaefer? okay no I've I've tried calling him he, he won't even talk to me <laughs> <laughs> I have talked to uh, Michael Shermer several times okay okay anyway and and I had an article in Mufon Journal in in May of nine uh, two thousand nineteen okay about this it's a scientific abstract. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they tucked it away, kind of in the back, kind of. You know? <laughs> I know under, that feeling. Yeah. Under le- letters to the editor. Okay. Yeah. Keller, Keller, letters to the editor. Oh, excuse gotcha. me, letters to the columnists. That's what it's called. Gotcha. Uh, letters to columnists. And so there's this other crazy lady up that they put on there first. You know, that was just making just a whole bunch of gibberish nonsense. You know, and then <laughs> then then they have my abstract, right? Right. And then of course his analysis says that as I'm kind of like. You know, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. the way the move on journal is, you know. Yeah, that's how they are. That's how they yeah. are. You know, yeah. they they like to describe anyway. everything, if, unless anyway, it's theirs. Yeah, that's right. And right. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, that article's there, <laughs> May at 2019. But and uh, so the the Phoenix Lights. I mean, that was such a unique event because there were so many witnesses to that. Um, I there was what hundreds and hundreds of witnesses. I mean. Police officers, all different types of people uh, witnessed these lights. Um, it lasted for a while, too. A- am I correct? Well, there was two events. Okay. The first event, which, by the way, it happens to be another book I'm working on. Okay. I got all Look kinds at you. Of Busy man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I jump back and forth from these things, but I'm so busy lately, you know? Yeah. yeah. I really am. Uh, family. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. Just thinking about all the things I do. <laughs> <laughs> so there was two events. Sometimes I go to walk. For, I go for a walk in the woods back here. You know. Yeah, and that's good to do. I, and I just, I just shake my head. You know, anymore it's just kind of like bewildering. You know. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just think, my gosh, what's going on in the world, you know? Hey, I mean. Uh, but uh, anyway, <laughs> the Phoenix Lights, in my yeah. opinion, was uh, was not extraterrestrial. And it was not airplanes. Okay. So, so it was definitely government, but it was an airplane. Conspiracy. Now, if you want, I can send you a whole bunch of information. Yeah, I, please do. I mean, I would love to do I haven't not done... I mean, my podcast, we are up to episode 95, so we've done 95 episodes in the last three to four years. Um, we have not touched on the Phoenix Lights. That's one thing we have not touched on as of yet. So, yeah, any information that you could send over to me, I'd really appreciate it. So that way I could do some I'll research. Do that. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. I had like 80 shows all together. Oh, really? HGRA, yeah. Oh, wonderful, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that ended because of Ray's Hobbs. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> he just got pissed for some reason, and really, that was it. Yeah, he said, "Fuck you, Mike." <laughs> oh it. wow, just like that, huh? Yeah, <laughs> wow. I mean, it was it was because I was uh, see uh, the last he he was my uh, he he produced my shows for five weeks, okay? Right. And during those five weeks, he only did two shows, and so I I hit him with that. I was saying, you know. I would like to continue this. I have guests lined up, but but you're not producing my shows. And that's when he said, fuck you, Mike. That's as a producer, that is your job to produce. I mean, that's right. you've already created the content. All he has to do is just put it together right. now. So well, as, long, as long as Bill Forte was my yeah. producer, everything was fine. Yeah. There you go. That guy really knew his stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, if I'm you ever sure. need one, let me know. I'm your man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I'm so busy, I just don't, I don't think I have time. I would love to do radio. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. As you yeah. can see, I've got everything I need. No, <laughs> yeah. You got the setup. You definitely have the setup. Yeah. You ever get the itch, you let me know. We'll get things straightened out for you, no problem. We can do okay. it real easy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Mike, listen, um, what's next on the horizon for you? I know you were filming stuff for the Travel Channel. What's oh, next by the for way, you? That yeah. would be that's supposed to be on sometime in October on the Travel Channel. Okay, and it's what is it talking about? Is it talking about that event? Of course, about the fire. The whole, the, yeah, it's a two-hour documentary. Okay, and it will have a lot of my illustrations in it. Oh, that, wonderful! You know the ones that deal that. directly with uh, you know the Travis Walton incident. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what else there'll be. There's some be some black and whites. Yeah. All those things are copyrighted by me. Oh, wonderful! Okay. Uh, Smart man. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> also, they might show a little bit of a video that I have, which I call Jumping Giant Pines, which was semi-professional, you know. Mm -hmm. And I actually could jump trees. Uh, we're talking trees weigh six, 7,000 pounds. Mm -hmm. this, this one, I jumped over 20 feet off of a $2 million home. <laughs> my gosh, Mike. <laughs> and my girlfriend at the time, Bernadette, she goes, <laughs> she just couldn't get over it. She couldn't believe that that tree would fly that far, and it did. Yeah. Yeah. It just flew, and, and, yeah. and that's probably what they'll show. That's, that's the one thing they'll probably show. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Well, listen, that's so interesting, and um, you know, I, I really hope and wish the best for you in the future. Um, you know, We'll have to have you back on, of course, once oh, things yeah, start sure. progressing. Uh, I would really appreciate it. When things start kind of calming down, of course, for you as well. Um, but you know, I really thank you for this opportunity, Mike, okay. for having having you come on this podcast and talk to us about your experience. I really do. I've, I've got one question for you. Can you uh, do the? Can you put this on my page? Oh, absolutely. So what I'll do 
is once I have everything put together, I'm going to be able to send you links. Um, it'll We'll have a, a YouTube link, so you can put that on your page. Um, you, people can go right to it directly. It'll be beautiful. It'll be all set up for you. You'll see. Very good. Sounds all right. All, all right, right, Mike. Listen. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for coming on Dark Fringe Radio. Thank you again. Enjoy your evening. We'll see you soon, and we'll talk soon, my friend. All right. We shall see you. All right. Take <laughs> care, my friend. Right. Have a good night. All right. Night-night. Take care. Hey, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mr. Mike Heston-Rogers, of, of course, of fame of Fire in the Sky. Uh, very, very uh, wonderful guest, and I wanted to thank him so much for coming on the podcast. So uh, thank you again, Mike, and um, make sure you pick up, up all his books once they start coming out. Um, again, I, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, be putting all that information on the uh, website as well, so make sure you go ahead and uh, check all that stuff out. So again, thank you, Mike, uh, for coming on the podcast, and that's it for tonight, guys. Uh, next week, we have a uh, uh, Mr. Todd Neese. He is a uh, famed uh, very well expertise, uh, Bigfoot researcher, and um, it's a great interview that we had with him as well. So can't wait for you guys to listen to that interview next week. But until then, thank you again for listening to another edition of Dark Fringe Radio, and we'll see you guys again next week. Thank you for listening to Dark Fringe Radio recorded in the Mephistopheles Studios. Any correspondence can be sent to thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.